You're listening to the Ones Ready Podcast, a team of Air Force Special Operators forged in combat with over 70 years of combined operational experience as well as a decade of selection instructor experience. If you're tired of settling and you want to do something you truly believe in, you're in the right place. Now here's your host, PJ team leader, jujitsu lover, meme enthusiast, and dad joke aficionado, Aaron Love. That was literally the world's worst clap that I've ever gotten in our entire careers. What's up, everybody? Back here in the team room after the world's worst clap. Uh, listen, we have claps that start the podcast. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. You just got to roll with the punches. And today's one of those days where the clap didn't really uh, didn't really go well. You know what is going well? Hearing from you guys on all of our socials. When you guys go to Instagram, when you talk on the YouTube comments, when you go and you check out all of our projects, we just want to say thanks. We appreciate you for coming in here every Saturday, checking out the YouTube, checking out the podcast, and hearing what dumb things we can come up with every single week. You got to trust me on this one. There is no limit to the dumb stuff that we can come up with. So stay tuned in. Check us out on One's Ready. Go to onesready.com. Check out the shop. Buy a sweet shirt and some flags. We'll get those bad boys in stock for you as soon as we absolutely can. And we appreciate everything that you guys do. So thanks. Hit that like button on the podcast player of your choice. Leave us a review. We love hearing it. One thing that I've heard here, Trent, are you aware that people say that you have you have better hair than me? I, I am acutely aware of that fact, and it's actually one of the I, things that I tell people when I meet them. I am. So you tell them that, hi, I'm Trent, and I have better hair than Aaron. That's your go-to? I do, that what, is my what intro. Product, what product do you use in your hair, Trent? Would you say that you have a favorite? Funny you should ask. I recently re-upped my purchase of Out of Regs Pomade, Out of Regs with an S, and I actually switched over from the pipe hitter to the dirty mic. I like them both. Good for Good for different situations. I think dirty mic's a little more you know, firm, just like Dirty Mike is. But uh, it's fantastic. I love it. I knew it. See, I'm a sea salt spray My uh, guy myself. Uh, the sea salt spray is amazing. You couple that bad boy up with a pipe hitter, and we are 100% good. Peaches has the power alleys, so I know that the Outer Regs pomade is something that he just has on his shelf just in case in case that hair crops back up. So, yeah, go to Outer Regs pomade. Use our, uh, use our, our code at uh, One's Ready at checkout, and you guys will get a sweet discount. They've been with us since the beginning, and we wouldn't tell you about it if we didn't use it ourselves. And I just re-up my sea salt spray and my pipe hitter myself. You could be Dirty Mike like uh, like old Trent, which is hilarious. I'm, I love that this podcast is already off the rails, and we're about two and a half seconds in. So that's fantastic. Outer Regs pomade. Check it out, everybody. Appreciate it. So down to business. We wanted to talk about not only like one thing that's near and dear to our heart, but I, we kind of like laughed because we had never really like broached this subject before. And we wanted to talk, you know, get together today and, and no kidding, talk about what is one's ready? Like, what is the the idea behind it? What does it really mean? It, it can mean a lot of different things. And when we were kind of trying to figure this whole thing out way back in the beginning, we wanted to get something that meant something to the, to the entire, entire aspect war community. It wasn't even aspect war at that time. It was just, you know, just starting, you know, back then. So we're going to take it all the way back to the beginning and, and kind of talk about it talk about, hey, what, is, what does this really mean to us? And then, you know, how can you apply that um, as you take this, this little journey with us? So, Peach, I'll, I'll start with you, Chief. Like, when you went all the way back, it's almost, almost two years ago now. I think this is, you know, the podcast is going to be in the 80s just about, which is insane. I never thought we'd get past podcast two. Um, we barely finished podcast one. So, the fact that it's, you know, 80, 80 episodes later is a, a big deal. But Man, take us back to the beginning. Like, what did you think when we when we started off on this crazy thing? Well, I was I didn't know what to do. I didn't know why. Actually, it was more of why would anybody listen to it? I mean, because be real, I'm not that articulate. Um, I'm not that good looking. Definitely. So oh, why would you it. tune in? Yeah. Right. Oh, um, you. Yeah. Oh, shucks. Just give me compliments. That's what I'm fishing for. Um, <laughs> And, and really, because I wasn't on social media either. Um, you know, I, I hadn't done, done really social media until we launched this thing. So um, I didn't realize the demand signal for it um, and how much people were, you know, looking for information out there. So um, actually going and doing the research and f- trying to find information was extremely difficult just for me, just because I was curious. And, um, I mean, there's just so much of it out there and that a lot of it's outdated and, um, you know, it's, it just kind of made sense. And, you know, when Brian, Brian kind of approached us on it and then we all like, Hey, let's, let's do this thing. It was, um, 
it was good. Kind of a little, not scary, but a little hesitant at first because, again, like, why is anybody going to listen to us? But um, just so far, I mean, it's been an awesome journey. You want to talk about getting to uh, converse and engage with really interesting people with extreme stories, both, you know, privileged stories and then a lot of ones that are, you know, not so good come from um, poverty, homelessness, um, just a lot of struggle, which you guys know I like struggle. But, uh, you know, some of the people that you get to meet are incredible. And then they go through and then I think, Trent, we just had the, the first true SR guys come through, right? We did. The first ever official SR graduation. That's a, I was out there last week or this week, I guess, last week. You know, it was, it was yeah. amazing. It's, a, you know, lots of, lots of years of work and uh, saw it all pay off. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, so so to take it back to that, I mean, they probably entered the pipeline before we started, but you know, going going and seeing the special warfare training wing, seeing some of those folks was was pretty cool, just because they're like, hey man, we listen to you. Thanks for well, all the information you provide and stuff like that. So I don't know, it's it's pretty humbling. So that's what I would say. Yeah, I think some of those guys have been in the pipeline long enough to have been log rolled by me you know, back at prep. So (laughs) it takes a little bit. Got him. Yeah. And that's, it's funny. I I take myself back to, you know, getting that phone call. And when we first started talking and, you know, Brian was like, Hey, you know, I want to get peaches in on this thing. And I was like, Oh man, you know, I, I love peaches. Obviously like, you know, you and I had maintained a relationship. (laughs) We'd make, yeah, I'm sure it was actually the other way. You were just like, who else you got? Brian's like, oh, it's going to be me. And be like, I got this other PJ. And you're like, who is it? And you're like, Aaron Love. It's like, oh, God, dude, son of a, oh, God. Um, you know, getting that call. But I, I was surprised by it, too. And I want to kind of, we'll we'll kind of address that stuff later, like the cool stuff that we've gotten to do. But that's a huge thing with me that I had no idea. It's kind of like when I was an instructor at the schoolhouse. I had no clue that I was going to get that much job satisfaction out of it, that I was going to get that much. I was going to, you know, we give a, a crap ton of our time you know, to the project and whatever else. But I also get way more out of it than I thought that I would. Trent, what was it like with you when, uh, when we, we, you were the, so you don't know this, but you were the 47th choice for SR guy. We just basically hit the bottom of the barrel and there you were. That is statistically so impossible actually. Cause there's <laughs> not that many. What, what was it like for you, especially knowing, cause we were in the middle of a rebrand and you were, you know, trying to find your way forward as a career field and, you know, at that time as an E7 as well. What was it like with you? I mean, in, in the if we're talking about like the beginning, it was just Brian had already reached out to me and said I had to get an Instagram page because he was getting too many questions about the new SR thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't, okay, I'll start in on Instagram. Like I just, I barely talked to anybody on Facebook, but I tried it. And, you know, like, and then you, you start to get into it. And then, yeah, we all got that same phone call and he was like, yeah, I'm going to start this with some other dudes that, I mean, I still haven't met you face to face, Aaron, you know, it's a wild thing. I know so, we've talked about it a couple of times. I can't wait. So um, I've only met Jared once. Um, but it, I mean, it's just one of those things where if you, if you look around, um, and, and you see where, where the world is and where the people are and the way things are going, like the best way to reach people and the most effective way to reach people are through those mediums. And so I think I was starting to see that a little bit with just being on Instagram and seeing how things were starting to blow up over there and uh, some of the traffic I was starting to get. So, and you know, when, when I was approached to be like, let's take this a, a step or two further or 10 steps further, it was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's see what happens. And then we've talked about before, uh, the, the only really thing I'm good at in this world is taking a, an opportunity and saying yes, and then just like diving into it and creating chaos and see what happens. And that, so that's... Uh, that's the Trent Segmiller one's ready origin story for y'all. <laughs> Which, the Trent Segmiller uh, origin story is going to be way more popular than the entire team thing. It's going to be great. I can't wait for it to come out. Peaches, you kind of hit on it earlier, but I had a, a ton of, you know, a ton of worry and a ton of like, hey, you know, is anybody going to listen to this or is anybody even going to care? But we got some some really good feedback, especially in the early days. And I think it was just people that wanted some extra information and they weren't getting it on, you know, there was Reddit, there was, you know, a couple other websites out there. There were some people that were trying to pick up pieces and parts here and there from, from a million different ends. And like you said earlier, some of those things just were outdated information and it, it wasn't the, 
it wasn't the stuff that they actually needed to get there. And then, you know, you know, up we came. So what, what were some of the other challenges that you remember having in those early days of, of us starting, you know, two years ago? Well, I mean, I, let's talk about audio visual, audio visual challenges, like still have that now, <laughs> obviously speaking is one of those challenges as well that I constantly <laughs> deal with. Um, I guess making sure that the information is is relevant. It's it's tough because things are always changing, um, even now. You know, and, and a lot of the information that we put out in a DM, and a lot of time, like I will kind of throw out a disclaimer saying, "Hey, as of right now, today, this information is correct." You know, in two weeks, it could change. Now, you know, and a lot of these big picture things, they don't change in two weeks. But some of the minor details, like when we start talking about, you know, um, different medical assessments, different color deficiency assessments, um, the way that they're doing things at ANS or, you know, what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Like a lot of times those things change um, because there's one action officer that's dealing with it at that specific, you know, wing or staff or something like that. And then it is changed and it's effective. And that doesn't really get, you know, uh, disseminated out to the formations and stuff like that. So it's, that has been the challenge for, for me, um, among other things, but just ensuring that the information is accurate, especially because so many other people have um, very nuanced situations. Um, that and then telling people like, hey, I can't answer a medical question because I'm not a medical professional and it's illegal for me to tell you, hey, you're going to be good to go or you're not going to be good to go. Um, that is up to the special operations recruiter and the MEPS doctors or MEPS processors. So that's it for me. <laughs> Yeah, Trent, what you got? I think in the beginning, most of the things I was concerned about were uh, putting my face out there, putting our faces out there and talking about this stuff. This is, for for people that are not part of the community, understanding that us still being on active duty and coming out here and talking about anything associated with the career fields and, uh, and putting that information out there uh, is unusual, to say the least. And uh, some of the pushback that... Uh, that I was anticipating. I think some of it came around, um, but you just got to push through until people see the, the value in what you're doing. But, you know, I was just worried about, you know, jacking up or, or I come from a really small career field and I'm like, we've talked about, I'm like the worst representative of that career field. So I'm trying not to embarrass them too badly. Every time <laughs> I, I get my face up here. Man, I'm um, so glad you said that and it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should see our text messages. Jared tells me that I'm a piece of crap on a regular basis. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we come from the, the generation, especially of like quiet professionals. You don't put any of the stuff out there. You know, like I have like two pictures of myself from deployments because I was just like, oh, like I'm, I'm too cool to be in pictures or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just same as everything else. I can't come up here and preach for you guys to do something scary every day and then be like, well, uh, this seems kind of risky to put my face out there, even though I see the potential benefits uh, for, you know, the young guys and the, the, the community. So I mean, I was, I was a little scared. Trent, it's funny you say that because, like, even now, we, like, I'll get new guys into the unit. Uh, just happened last week. You know, one of the new lieutenants said to me, you know, started talking to me about the podcast. And it's so funny because I'm like, I'm still embarrassed about, like, it's one thing when somebody comes up and meets somebody, hey, that's great, cool. But it's like when it's my own peers that want to come talk to me about the podcast, I'm like, I, I don't want to talk about it. And yep. it's, it's, yeah. And, Dude, I never talk about it yeah, at work. Like, it's embarrassing. Anybody asks me about it, I, yeah, it makes me so. I don't know why, but it makes me so mad, uncomfortable. When somebody brings it up, I'm just like, uh, like even somebody wanted to talk about the, you know, somebody deployed here wanted to talk. No kidding about the SOCOM C cell that came on. You know, Chief Smith um, came on and and was like, "Hey, man, that was a really good one." And initial, I had to get over that initial like. Ugh. They're like, you talk to him directly, you know, you know, what did he think about this? Did you have any other conversations? You know, what, what did he think about this? I really like how we went into this. Did you guys explore it more? And I was just, I was taken aback just because I was like, oh man, uh, uh, should I talk about, uh, I don't know. So yeah, I feel that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely weird. Um, like I'll talk about, you know, a guest all day long, whatever, that's fine. But when we start talking about like, Hey, you're on a podcast, it's like, oh, yep. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah. On to the next. Like, cut, cut away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to stay in my circle. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. You just got to make sure that you're you're not putting anything out there. But you know, I I connect a lot with with what you guys are saying as well because I have those same problems too. Like as much as I am out there, like I don't we don't have the luxury of being behind a, an anonymous profile or behind you know just a screen name. Like we're no kidding attaching this you know name and likeness and putting it out there. And then just like Trent said, um, you know earlier, like we're no kidding you don't want to represent the career field. And I would never think that we do, but unfortunately that's sort of where we are. And you have to be really, really careful about the information you put out there. And you always want to try to be as measured as you possibly can, but you also want to be authentic. Like that's one of our things is we don't, we don't necessarily want to want to be those dudes that are just given the party line. So Trent, how do you manage that balance between, you know, being your authentic self, like speaking your own truth to power, which is something that you say all the time on the group chat. How do you, uh, how do you actually like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never actually heard you say that, but uh, it sounded funny at the time. How do you, uh, how do you, how do you be that authentic person, but at the same time, like you know, try to get people the the most authentic stuff? Because our DMs are wild. The DMs that we get sometimes are just absolutely insane and frustrating. Uh, how do you, <laughs> yeah, and frustrating. How do you, uh, how do you, how do you manage that balance? Well, I, I think a few people out there have, have been uh, have seen if I if I react to something instantly. They might see like the most authentic version of me, and sometimes I say things that aren't very nice. Um, but you know, it's a uh, you, you just you can't you can't fake it. You know what I mean? Like if if we're in this for the long run, and uh, when we're going to be doing this for a long time, and people are going to meet you, like you said, like we go everywhere, and people like it's, it's weird that people know who you are and what you do, and they see your face all the time, and like that that voice in the back of your head that's like, if I meet someone and I'm completely different than I am on the podcast. Like, it's just going to, like, burn the whole thing down. Now, I'm not saying that the words I say are the same, you know, outside the podcast. I cuss a lot more, you know, especially in, in the regular environment. But, uh, you, you know, you get me around all the work guys and team guys, and I, I talk a little different. But the, the message is always the same, right? And and just being who you are. And I just don't think that it would resonate at all if we just came on here and we're like, you know, cookie cutter, totally sanitized. Everything is sunshine and rainbows on team and it's going to be easy and you guys just need to join and like leave that to somebody else. Like we're here to be like, it's going to suck and it's going to be hard. And there's like, there's pros and cons to everything. And uh, cause I mean, that's the truth. And why lie about it? Cause we're obviously all here because the pros outweighed the cons for us. So there's, there's nothing to be inauthentic about. I think when we, when it comes to the message, at least now hiding my inner personality yep. is something I definitely do, but not, not the message. Yeah, people are going to be out there, and they're going to they're going to see you soon enough, and have a chance to see just how mean you really are in person. Which I just can't wait. I can't wait till I'm around you at a graduation one time, and you just get to lay into somebody. It's going to be yeah. What do you like at a graduation? Since you were just that one. No graduations. I'm like happy go lucky. Good job, guys. Get ready. You know, like hey, all right. Uh, I mean, you've been to the graduations. They're they're sunshine and rainbows. That is one of the times when it's like it's all good. Like get ready to do more training and go out there and take the fight to the enemy. It's when the it's when the folks first get in the pipeline that it's like kind of bring them down or, or remind them of where they're at in the process. Even though it's, I have a greater appreciation now because of the podcast and everything else that we're doing. Uh, of all the amount of work that people put in before they even join, uh, especially like certain individuals, right? Like I'll, I'll know people ish social media. know uh, before they even join, then I'll see them over at the prep course. And it's like, bro, you've been, you've been trying to get in for like two years. So like, I, I appreciate it a little bit more, but still there's step, step negative three Dude, at prep and they're nobodies. That's pretty cool. The, the, yeah, I didn't even think about that aspect just cause I'm so far removed from it. But yeah, you get to engage with a lot of the people that you know have messaged you and emailed you um, right there. That's that's pretty cool. I, I got a message this morning actually from a guy who we've been talking for almost two years, and he's waiting for the A and S results to come out next week to find out if he got selected. You know what I mean? Like, yo, how big is that? For you? It's crazy. And then you know, there's a few other guys in the same boat, and it's just like seeing those things pay off, and then. You know, two years from now, when they they're going to graduate the pipeline, or a year and a half ish, you know, just walking walking the dog on that is uh, it's it's pretty amazing. Can't wait for the yeah. one that the the one in the reverse where they come up to me and they knife hand me and go, <laughs> "You lied to me. You one hundred percent lied to me." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I also want to be there for that one. I want to see Trent get uncomfortable if someone says thank you. And I want in the same moment somebody to walk up to Chief Peaches and be like, you son of a bitch. You <laughs> lied to me. Yell it. 
you lied to me. <laughs> well, that's kind of like, that's kind of like, you know, what we do. There's a difference of, of what you do and, and kind of who you are. And I think we all got into to One's Ready because it's who we wanted to be. You know, we want to, we want to engage with the younger generation of people because again, you know, I think all of us here are early adopters for where we think the career fields go and how strong we're going to be in the future, especially seeing things from our side. We're all obviously older and higher ranking in the career fields and we can kind of see the writing on the wall for where we're going and we know the type of people that we're going to need in the future. And I think that's what brought me into, into you know, One's Ready when because it was, a, you know, like we alluded to, it's a ton of work. It's a lot of our personal free time. It's a lot. It's frustrating at times. And it's always hard to work on a team and, and move forward. But it's because of, you know, who we are. So, Jared, when when Brian and, and all of us were starting this this uh, this crazy thing out, you know, what did you connect to with One's Ready? Like what was kind of that? Because you always need a why to be involved, right? So what did One's Ready, like what what did it give you? that you were so ready to just be like, yep, let's go 100% into this thing? Uh, it gave me an opportunity to mold and shape and provide mentorship for people coming in. And and it's not like that I have a whole bunch to provide, but it's it's ensuring that, you know, the career fields that are important to me and, you know, the, the kind of success of the idea that America is um, – would help, you know, would go forward. And, and man, that's not like, as I say that, that sounds really cheesy, but that's, I mean, that's really what it is, is I just want to make sure that we are preparing the people that are going to take our place. Um, you know, that, that's really it. Uh, I wish I could give some amazing profound thing and not, and make it not sound cheesy, but I mean, that's kind of what it is. We're going to get Lee Greenwood proud to be an American playing in the background while you say that. And I'm proud to be an American. Oh, let's not Dude, do that. Dude, if you start crying, then I'm going to cry. It's going to be a mess. And I'm going to cry. I'm going to stand up when he says, and I'll probably stand up. And then we're all going to have to get out of our seats. Gonna knock my oh, man, we're going to have to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded really bad, really cheesy as I'm sitting here thinking about it. <laughs> We're gonna leave it in. That's gonna be and the it's, Instagram it's, real and it's service though, right? It, uh-huh. it it really is. It's boiled down to service. You know, each one of us um, has you know we're in the double digits for for serving our country, and it's still another way to give back. I think once you live that kind of life of service, you still want to continue to serve something that is um, not just benefits yourself, but you know benefits and enriches other people's lives. Yeah, that's my yeah, TED Talk. I, there you go. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. I, but I, I totally understand what you're saying. And for me, it, it, it was the love of the career field, you know? Like, I love being a PJ. It was the only thing that I've ever wanted to do. And, you know, it took me a while to get there. But it, it really is, even on my worst day, my worst day as a PJ is better than my best day at any other job in the entire world. And I I want other people to be able to experience that. I want other people to have the 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 ups and the downs of the, the career that I had. And, you know, hopefully they'll be better than, than I ever am. And this was one of those things where you could really engage in a meaningful way and, and actually help people get there and actually help people realize, you know, realize their dream as cheesy as it sounds to earn each breath and actually succeed at something that is nearly statistically impossible. You know, the fact that the three of us are sitting here, we represent, you know, far less than 1% of, you know, any given military force. And if you started putting in multipliers of, you know, how many people make it to E8? How many people make it to E9? Yada, yada, yada. I'm sure that number would be very small. It's not the point. The point is, is we want people to be able to do that too. That's a cool thing to be like, hey, I was a, I was a part of this thing. You know, the fact that we all serve through GWAT and now on the back end of, back end of GWAT and into the, these next fights, like I'm, I'm proud of that service and what our career field has done and what the Air Force has done. And I want other people to have that pride and, and be able to have those opportunities as well. And this was the, the best way to do it. Like I couldn't imagine doing it in any more of a direct manner than this, than, than going, Hey, here are my experiences. Here's where I've failed. Cause we always talk about failure more than we talk about successes. Here's where I failed. Here's how you can avoid them. Here's how you can, how you can miss these pitfalls that we all hit and that we all spent, you know, months and years of our lives fixing. And hopefully your path to getting there is much smoother. And then you can go have those experiences. Trent, what about you? I mean, when, when we were starting it up, Words words are important to me. Um, I'm not very articulate all the time, and especially when I get in front of the camera, I'm a you know idiot. But 
the the words one's ready uh there was kind of a two-part thing uh when we came up with that name that that got me and one was the the quote about the one warrior right out of 100 men 10 shouldn't be there 80 are targets uh nine are fighters but there's the one the one is the warrior that will bring everybody back right um and and just trying to uh go out there and develop or find these people that could be that person you know uh, to me, the, the the number one is, is significant. And I've heard that quote a lot throughout my career. And I'm not saying I'm that guy. I'm just saying that, that quote. You're not is that it, one guy. The quote is inspirational. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm not I'm not saying like, hey, like we were out there and they wouldn't have made it back if it wasn't for me. Uh, but you know what I mean? That that quote, it, uh, it, it speaks to me a little bit um, as, as far as the community goes. Because I see a lot of those people in the community, you know, the one guy. And I think when our people in our community get the opportunity to rise to that occasion, it's, uh, I mean, look at the citations. It happens. It's, it's the reality of, of uh, the aspect war community. And then the second thing is, so when the students are in the pool and you say one's ready and everybody's had that moment where you get goosebumps and they, there's that, that, that moment when the students come together as a team and they're almost telling the sergeant that he can go pound sand because they're stronger than whatever he can bring their way. And you say one's ready and they scream back one sergeant or whatever number they're on. And it's like a challenge and they're a team and they're working all together and it's all coming together like that. That means something to me. I'm freaking getting the bumps right now. Just thinking about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, and now Lee Greenwood part two gets played in the background. There's a, we're going to get a waving flag behind you. We need some green screen action. This is going to be great. But, you know, I mean, that's just that moment where like all that hard work comes together and you'll see it. And then you have uh, almost everybody that's on the team at that moment is going to make it and you just know it. Um, so that's why I, I really dug the name once we got into it and I started thinking about it and attaching my own, you know, reasons behind it. There's a lot of scar tissue behind the name ones or not the name, but the, the say ones ready. Yeah. Listen, I didn't know where you were going with it, but my heart rate was 194 <laughs> yeah. and I was ready for anything. Like if somebody would have Kool-Aid man through this plywood door. That oh I yeah. Like, like get your, oh yeah. Get your crap. We're going outside, brother. I'd be like, oh no, here we go. But I, I love seeing that as a, as a as an instructor. That was my absolute favorite thing. Like I am so glad that you brought that up, kind of because we always have ritual, right? And ritual is built into everything that we do in selection. We have the the instructors will say a phrase, and the students are expected to respond to that phrase. And sometimes the the students are just not motivated. You can hear it in their voice. You can hear it. On, you know, you can hear that that team is not ready for that event. But then you're dead right. There is that one time. There is that one time when you're like, all right, here we go. One's ready. And they just rock whatever place that they're in, just screaming at you. And it is a little F you to the instructors. It is a little like, hey, this is a fight and I'm not going to let you sit here and punch me in the mouth. Like we're going to we're going to give it back to you however it is that we can. I love those moments. I, I think I, I love those moments as a student. You know, going through my second time, I was I was a little bit older, a little bit wiser. I'd seen the ritual happen before, like I'd had those those moments before. So I was like, yeah, the team's getting it. I think I like seeing it as an instructor even better. I, I think those moments to me, the times that I really remember are when the students, when the teams came together, like you said, and just absolutely performed and absolutely just crushed something. And, and I, I was happy to take the L that day and walk away from whatever team, you know, just decided to win in that moment. Cause that's what it's all about. I, I can, uh, yeah, I, I've only seen it from a, a student point of view, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. You get, was, it, was life different when you were going through as a student in the great depression? I imagine it was. Yeah. We didn't have much food. I think that's still the same way now. <laughs> Are we going great depression jokes? <laughs> all-time all low. I just skipped to Vietnam <laughs> I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, and went straight to it. <laughs> I sped right past Vietnam. I'm going to be like, oh, man, that's crazy. Did you hear about the assassination of Franz Dutrand when you were in the pool at Indoc? That's a World War One joke. I can, go, I, can go, I can go further back if we need to. But uh, Peaches, that, that one's ready thing, we were kind of talking right before we got on, but, you know, you were talking about, you know, what does that mean to you? Like what, you know, always being ready or, or, or one always being, you know, rising to the challenge. And that's kind of what we're talking about here. What's, what's your dig on the ones ready name? Well, okay. So, if, you know, one's ready, meaning you're ready. You should always be ready. And that doesn't, you know, 
um, that means physically, mentally, you know, if, if being able to not only, you know, whether it's protecting yourself, providing for your family, providing for yourself, being success, successful in a career field, whatever it is, it's being ready. Um, and being ready kind of for anything. Um, it doesn't mean that you're an expert in one area or another, but it's like, hey, be physically fit, be physically ready to take on anything. Because I'll tell you what, you don't know if it's going to, you know, we always talk about combat and training stuff like that. A lot of times, this stuff doesn't happen in combat. You can look at Dan Keller, uh, tech sergeant, master sergeant type. I can't remember. Sorry, Dan. But I mean, he ju- he just yeah. yeah he just got awarded an Airman's Medal, right? So meaning, if, and if for anybody watching, an Airman's Medal is an an event or an incident that happens in kind of like if if it happened right here in, in Washington with me, if I was driving down the street and something happened, say a car accident or a fire or something like that and I responded to it if my life was if I put my life in direct danger um at risk of being harmed or killed then I would be uh, eligible for an airman's medal it's it's very rare kind of as rare as his other awards you know if you start thinking about it um so again happened I don't I don't know the details of it but it had to have happened here in, in a kind of a a peacetime or a, a garrison type situation but he yeah, was a, a car accident, I believe. Is that what it was? So, okay, yeah, yeah I haven't gotten a chance to check it out. The car, and, yeah. But I mean, that—that's what happens a lot. I remember there were, uh, I think, two airmen up by Creech um, in Nellis, where there was really bad uh, rains. That whole road, people's cars are getting washed away, and these two airmen jumped in to to help save this elderly couple. Like that's an airman's medal because they almost got swept underneath and crushed by cars. So it's. Like, you have to be ready. So, you know, when people complain about, hey, I got to take an Air Force PT test or something like that, like, hey, man, it's a pretty easy test. And you could be called on at any point, whether it's for service or outside of service, to help someone or help yourself. So be ready. So that's a a tangent, but whatever. (laughs) It's okay. That's the point of having your own podcast, my friend, is you just get to go on tangents and people can just listen to it. You will listen to me. (laughs) You will listen. You will not fast forward this part. I swear I can see it when you do it. Um, Trent, how do you, how do you kind of feel about that, man? Cause I, obviously, you know, I will be ready at all times is a, you know, part of the, part of the, uh, motto, part of the pararescue creed. It's, um, you know, something that we just, we say over and over and over again, you know, before personal desires and comforts. And we all share that same ethos in the aspect war community. What's your, what's your view on that personal readiness thing? And how does, how does that fit into to one's ready? Well, I think, um, you know, being an instructor in the front end of the pipeline, you see kids drag a lot of baggage into the pipeline with them. Right. And so like the list of things that they have to get through to be successful, uh, is, is, is longer than it has to be. So, so one of the things there's always the physical readiness and all that other stuff. But for me, the, the, one of the big things I saw that students, one of the reasons they failed is they had too much going on upstairs in their brain or they had, past relationships or, or continuing relationships that were bringing them down or doubts and, and, and ways of doing business in their brain that, that was, that were leading to negative results. Uh, you know, comparing themselves to other people thinking that just because this other kid is good at PT, that he actually knows what's going on. And because you don't look like him, you're not going to be successful, all that kind of nonsense. And so be beyond the physical readiness and all that other stuff, I'm trying to, to pare down that list as best I can before they even come in. Uh, so that, they can focus on the task at hand, and uh, and I think that's that's one of the big things for me is is the the mental fortitude, the the clearing out your brain of all the stuff that doesn't need to be there, all the the additional stressors, and and tr- and if I can get them started on that path of of realizing what they need to stress about and what they don't need to stress about, um, I, I think that's that's part of my big you know part of what I'm I'm doing this for, uh, and that's just because of my experience at the very front end of the pipeline with these guys. And, yeah, uh, you're you're talking about a, a massive pipeline, right? And I've right. I've heard you say it before, Trent, like what different people bend or categorize things differently. So instead of looking at an entire pipeline, I gotta get through BMT until I get my beret, is okay, first things first, what's the first event? Okay, BMT. And if BMT or whatever it is is an overwhelming thought, then okay, what let me what are the events for today? 
it's just like showing up at ANS. Like, what are, may or may not know the events, but it's like, okay, well, let me get through this portion. Let me focus on this portion. Clear my head. Forget about everything else. Let me focus on this. Then that's complete. On to the next. Instead, you're right. Guys get in their head, and then they start worrying about all the stuff in front of them, and and then it becomes overwhelming, especially when they're already in a beat down, a mentally beat down place. That just that that is overwhelming. I mean, just to think about it right now, like, hey, two and a half year, two two and a half year pipeline, man, that's that's daunting just right off the bat. So break it up, chunk it up. Well, and the, those negative thoughts are funny. They're they're like all your negative energy and thoughts and all this other stuff, wazoo hippie stuff, outside your brain. Like you let one of them in, that dude is holding the door for all the other stuff, and we've all seen it. Because it's not just one that comes in. They open up the floodgates, and it's a it's a downward spiral. So, yeah, but that's what I'm trying to do. Aaron? So if you had something that you could say, Trent, to all those, you know, those guys, those girls that are getting ready right now, if you had, like, so, you know, chunk it up and, and just take things as they come. But what, what are the, the big mistakes, especially, you know, you seeing it? Like, you see it firsthand day in, day out for people that are, you know, just about getting ready and, and getting in from development all the way in, like, what are, what are you seeing now that are those mistakes? Because that's why we're here, right? We're here to give them that information so they can avoid it. So, is it is it mental preparation? Is it is it not knowing what to do physically? Is it get, having the information and not applying it? What are you seeing? I mean, it's it's both things. So we, we've talked about before: the more physically fit you are, the the greater the bandwidth on the the mental side that you're going to have to deal with problems. But the the tendency to not treat yourself as an individual and let the process decide whether or not you're good enough. Um, it, you, you shouldn't decide if you're good enough or not. Just go through the process, y'all. Like, stop, stop worrying so much about what could happen and wait for it to happen, you know? We, we, we run a pretty professional pipeline. Everybody knows what's going on. Don't, don't eliminate yourself before you're eliminated. Because I promise, if you don't eliminate yourself every day and you come out there and you work as hard as you can, odds are in your favor. The... The, the thing that gets most people out of the pipeline, I think, is they get into their own heads. And uh, when they have one bad day, and just, dude, just stick around until we kick you out. You know what I mean? Obviously, do your job and don't do anything <laughs> stupid and don't do anything dangerous. But that, that, that's what I see. Yeah. It, right. Yeah. Not, it take, oh, sorry, yeah, Aaron. Right. I, know we're, I know we're on a delay, but it, it's, it's, I'm thinking about it. The um, How many people do you see? I know that I, I saw it all the time is – that people kind of they let that negativity that toxicity into their head and then you know as we're going through an event what you know 10 ups or, or grass and gorilla drills or whatever it is you know that that's their event that they are dreading or that they're suffering in and then they quit but it's always after the end of the event it's never during right right <laughs> it's, always, it's like what is that dude you finished you finished it it's done <laughs> So I was no kidding. We had, it was eval day. For those of you that don't know on eval days, the instructors do not screw with you in the midst of the eval. So usually eval days are, uh, you know, back in the end doc, it was on Mondays. I'm sure it's the same now. I, I can't speak for ANS now, but when you're getting evaluated, typically the instructors, especially if it's a phys- uh, physical evaluation, you can screw up and the instructors are just there with a clipboard and they're like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to keep track of this. We're going to fix this one later. Right. So we, had not been having a good eval day. Like we just could not, the team could not figure it out. We couldn't count together. We couldn't slap the mats together. We couldn't figure anything out. So we had dry land eval in the morning and then we had water con eval in the afternoon. So we went in the afternoon and the pool was just a shit show. It was terrible. The worst, act, I mean, in it, uh, so now retired chief RT, chief Ron Thompson was running the pool deck that day and he was just Every single he stopped. He's like, you know what, guys? I'm just gonna stop counting. This is disgusting. I am. We're just gonna handle this afterwards. So as soon as we get done, we get done with the water, and everybody starts. You start gaming it a little bit. So we had people, and they're they're like looking at the clock, and they're like, "How long do we have <laughs> before this pool session is over? How long until the bus gets here?" And it was like an hour, and we were just we were just like, "Oh no, that's plenty of time. Oh no, this is terrible. A lot can happen in an hour. <laughs> oh yeah." <laughs> oh, a lot can happen in an hour at the pool, baby. So we were just like, oh, this is this is not going to be good. And sure enough, he just goes, all right, count off by twos. 
And everybody was just like, oh, no. And we just, we felt like we're just like, we're going to do 10 ups until we die. Like, this is it. We're going to do 10 ups for an hour. Sure enough, two people, like, we, he's like, okay, one's over there, two's over there. So we all get, we're, we're sitting there. Uh, are we, we're not even allowed to say end to be anymore, are we? So we have to say uh, pelvis to pelvis, I guess. So we are sitting as close as we possibly can to one another on the pool. And two guys get out and they're like, I want to quit. And he was like, you want to quit right now? Are you sure? And they were like, yep. And no hesitation. They walked over and they blew the horn. And he was like, huh? Okay. So they quit. They're getting their stuff ready. And they like the, the they were so sitting there and he's like, okay, go out and, you know, get your gear together. The Skylark pool, everybody, you can open it up so you can still hear. These guys start getting dressed and Ron Thompson goes, I want you men to pay attention. You never quit before you know what we're doing. You guys had an off day. Sometimes you need a break. And we played underwater tactical evasion. Underwater tactical evasion was we had a national level swimmer on my team. He had to go into the middle. You had to do an underwater and get past the guy. And if he tapped you or grabbed you, then you were also an attacker. And we were like, do you mean sharks and minnows? Yeah. And he was like, no, it's underwater tactical evasion. This is an actual event. You heard what I said. This is alternate water. Yeah. He's like, but this is alternate water con for the day. And those two dudes had to get their gear on. They just ended their pipeline while we were playing sharks and minnows. Holy I cow. I always remember that. And when he when he said that, he was like, you guys had a terrible day today. He's like, sometimes you just have a bad day. Sometimes you just need to put it behind you. He was like, we're all human. Like we already talked about as instructors. I don't know what your problem was today. You better come back tomorrow ready to get after it. And we, no kidding, we played sharks and minnows for like 45 minutes and then got out of the pool. And that was it. I, oh, man. Just There's a lot to unpack out of that. Don't <laughs> quit. Do not quit. Yeah, don't dwell on what's what's the possibility. Sitting here ha- having anxiety about and worrying about what could happen or what's about to happen, and it may not happen. You just need to always be ready. And then, and then, okay, so had a bad day. Look at what he. Look at what RT did. Um, recognizing, all right, everybody had a bad day. You need to fix yourselves. Obviously, everybody's brain is just spazzed out. Let me hit the reset button. And that's all he did. He he made the the dreading of the pool and the events into a a good thing. A that's that's awesome. Yeah. And who doesn't love sharks and minnows? It's, it's fantastic. It's underwater tactical evasion, yeah. chief, and get it right or pay the price. I couldn't remember what you said, so it was totally sharks and Yeah, but that's that's one of those things that I always remember. There was a guy that quit on our extended training day, and it was no kidding. It the and I was grabbing him by his shirt, and I was like, "Dude, we are done." Like we were on the we were doing like log PT as the sun was coming up in San Antonio. We were done. I was like, "Buddy, we're we're finished. This is going to be over, man. Like we are going to go along with this day. Like we are done." And he was just like, "No, I'm done." Um, he was he was just unable un, unable to keep it going like that. Dread just got to him. Trent, you got anything anything like that? You're still here, so I know you don't have any any stories like that. But. Well, and my experiences are a little bit different. So, <laughs> I, I know. I mean, I've seen a lot of kids quit. Just It's just silly stuff. It's like you wake them up for an ETD or something, and if you change the order of what you usually do, I know at uh, the CCT and uh, South T selection course, you know, everyone's wanting to change it up, and instead of waking up and going on a ruck first thing, we'd wake them up, throw them in the van, straight to the pool. And, like, we'd have guys that were really strong in the water. But, like, I get it that you've only been up for 20 minutes. But, like, you can do this. We're not – it's nothing crazy. And they'd quit right away. It's just the, the unknown. It's just like, dude, just deal with what's in front of you because you can do – you can do the underwaters. Like, that's what they quit on is underwaters. It, and and the, the instructors are not, like – for the most part, the instructors are not giving themselves, like, each other high fives and, like, congratulating themselves on getting someone to quit especially in like that type of environment it's just like what why i don't it's right there dude like the gold ring is is literally just a series of days like this until you get to the end and you're more than capable it's frustrating i'm not yeah i get frustrated i'll I'll tell you as a guy that's run those selections and was a you know an instructor way later you know we didn't see anybody quit at kirtland that just wasn't a thing at that point because you know in doc was your time to even entertain it but I've been on that pool deck in San Antonio running the cross trainee selections when they were still going on. And I will tell you straight up as an instructor, no instructor takes pride or is happy when somebody quits. 
their job, their goal, their overall life's goal when they're there. If we could graduate 100% of the people, we would. I used to tell people that all the time. If every single one of you here puts out, makes a standard, is a good person, has those attributes that we're looking for, the grit, the teamwork, the determination, the leadership, the ability to solve problems, physically fit, all of these things, I want to graduate 100% of you, period. Nobody ever takes joy in watching somebody make that decision, no matter what they say. There's always instructors that are out there that are, you know, the, the tough instructors that, you know, are trying, they're saying they're trying to make people quit. It's not really a thing. You know, sorry to everybody that I just blew your cover as an instructor. It's just not really a thing. You know, we want to see you succeed. We want to see you pass. And that's, you know, that's really why we're here at One's Ready to kind of make it relevant to the conversation that we're talking about is we, all of us, Brian, Trent, Peaches, myself, we want to see you succeed. We want those stories of you guys graduating. When I hear that phrase, One's Ready and earn each breath, like those aren't just words. They're, yeah, they're sweet taglines go get your shirt today. But, um, it's, it really is like, I, I want to, I want you to tell me that you just got picked up from ANS. I want you, I had somebody message me the other day on, on my DMS. It was like, Hey man, uh, you know, do I get hair like that when I put my beret on? I was like, Hey, careful guy. You haven't earned anything yet. And he's like, I'm in dirt med. I'm almost there. And I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to call the instructor and make sure you get some extra love out of it. But you know, that's, that's awesome. I can't wait until he graduates. That's amazing. That's, that's what we want. Like, that's, that's why I'm here. I, I want to see you guys and girls succeed. I want you to use the information that we're giving you to get to where you want to be, to get that beret on your head. And more importantly, get out and actually pay it forward and go do the job. Like you are the next generation of people that's going to get out there and get after these mission sets that are extremely complex. And I, maybe, who knows? I, I don't even know if I could solve the missions that are coming up. We, we need you because I don't, I don't know if I have the capacity to do it. I'm certainly getting, you know, older in the tooth. I got more gray hairs than I do black at this point. So we're going to need some people that can actually get after these and, and solve them in inventive ways. And, you know, that's, that's why we exist. So I think, uh, I think as always, we'll end it with our, with our piece of advice from the three of us. So peaches, I'll turn it over for you. What, what do you have to say? Like we, we talked about who we are and, and what we do and all this other stuff, but what do you got for, for people out there? I was really hoping you'd call on me last, but <laughs> cause I don't have anything. Okay, Trent, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's cool. I'll take it. <laughs> um, okay. So, well, the, just to tag on something that you, you said, Aaron, um, when you talked about the one guy that, that quit after the end of the day, um, for all those that think, especially for the cross trainees, I, I noticed this more in the cross trainees than the the brand new airman but you can't save everybody you know i've said it before you can't save everybody you can't you can't start with 100 people and end with 100 people like it, it just statistically won't happen regardless of how how we want it to work out right so if somebody's going to quit and they already have it in their head they're going to like you can probably say like hey man you sure you want to do this okay cool you know but once they start walking, they've already made the decision. You're not going to be able to save them. So don't dwell on the fact that they quit. It's not a failure on you. They, they had it in their head. So that's what I would say to that. And in terms of advice, um, man, just, just keep preparing. I'll, I'll go back to what, what we've said in the past. You know, the pipeline and all this training is 80% mental, 20% physical. So the more you train and the more you make that 20% easier and something that kind of just runs in your subconscious, it's, it's not, it's not a thing. You're net, you're not physically worried about it. That's 20% more bandwidth. You have to focus on the mental game, the, the mental struggles that you will face throughout the pipeline. Um, so train your ass off. You know, when you're, when you're going out for a six mile run and by mile three, mile four, you're hurting and you're thinking like, I don't need to do six miles today. I can just turn around and, and come back and it'll be fine. No, <laughs> you have to finish it. Um, and it's not even having, you're needing to finish it because of the physicality portion of it. That is the gaining that mental strength. Um, you know, we always get asked, how do you, how are you supposed to train your mental game? Are you just supposed to put yourself in the suck constantly? And no, that's, that's not how you do it. 
You do it by not quitting when you want to quit. Sheer discipline. Absolutely. Trent, you, uh, you find yourself in the awesome position, man. You're, you're very close to standing up your own schoolhouse. You're very close to moving forward with some, some SR goodness. What do you got for those SR candidates out there? I would say, um, when you, when you join the pipeline, don't forget whose team you're on. And when I talked about that, that moment when the, the students yell one, one's ready, you know, and they're kind of like telling the, the instructor to pound sound. One of the reasons they're doing that is because they've realized that we're all on the same team and we're almost like all equals there, whether you're on the pool deck or in the pool or wherever you're at. Uh, you are, the, the instructors are on your team. So don't become a victim of what's happening. Be an active participant in what's happening around you. You wanted to be here. You want to go through the training. You want to put yourself through this. Uh, hopefully you've put all the physical training in on the front end so that you have that capacity uh, to just keep moving forward. And you don't really even need us there to tell you what to do to move forward. So um, don't adopt a, the victim mentality. Keep moving forward and, um, and, and, and you know, keep your eye on the prize. It, like, every, it doesn't, it's not a bad idea to every once in a while think about what it's going to be like once you get on team. But just don't take all the negative that you, you don't even know about and, and shove it into today's stress. So wake up every day knowing that whatever the instructor tells you to do, like that's, that dude is your teammate. You're, you're the dude that's sitting next to you that's talking about quitting is not your teammate. That instructor is your teammate. So uh, the, the process is a positive process, and don't ever get sucked down into that negativity and all that, that nonsense. Man, I love it. Well said, boys. Another one in the can. We've done it. Ladies and gentlemen, the team room. Got them. Everything one's ready today. I want to thank you guys for uh, thank you guys for coming out. I really appreciate it. Thanks for following us on all the socials. Check us out at onesready.com. Go to our partners page. We talked about how to regs pomade today, but we got a ton of them. If you go, if you need some coffee, we got you. If you need some rehydration drink, we got you. If you need a sweet pack to get your outdoor ruck on, we got you. We got a whole lot of stuff for you. One's ready at every single checkout that we got there. So check out the partners page at onesready.com. Follow us on our socials. Hit that like and subscribe button. Leave us a review. Podcast drop on Saturdays from now until the end of time, baby. So hit us up. If you guys got anything, hit us in the DMs. As always, earn each breath, train hard. We'll see you next time. Out here. Later. Later.